0: Hello, Marcus Giuliano here. Your chef on a mission, Chef on a Mission Radio, episode number sixty-three, and today we're going to talk about salmon, farm salmon, wild salmon. Something you must know about the salmon industry. Uh, before before we jump in, this is all made possible by Aromatime Bistro. T H Y M E, like the aroma, Aromatime Bistro. Um, That is my restaurant since 19, sorry, 19, 2003 we opened, Um, 2003 we opened in the beautiful Hudson Valley in Ellenville, just 90 miles north of New York City, and uh, of course, we also operate VIP Winery Vacations, VIPWineryVacations.com, travel to my friends' vineyards in Italy, Spain, and all over New York. Uh, VIPwineryvacations.com Boutique, wine, travel uh, Travel with me, travel with the chef I am the chef and I'll take you to my Friends Vineyards Uh, My wife and I, Jamie, have amazing relationships With all of the uh, Wineries that we buy from uh, Since 2003 at Aroma Time And Uh, Let's see, if you're in the Hudson Valley, we also have a great new service, Your Car, Our Driver. So if you wanna tour wineries in the Hudson Valley and it's just two or four of you, or if you have a little larger car, uh, we send a licensed and insured driver to your location to drive your car, throughout the beautiful vineyards of the Hudson Valley, distilleries and breweries. Um, We're not biased, whatever you wanna drink, we will take you there and uh, show you good time. If you need suggestions, we're happy to choreograph all that for you as well. And of course, check out our Airbnb in the beautiful Hudson Valley, the Time Estate, T-H-Y-M-E, like the herb, like our our restaurant, timeestate.com. Uh, guest house, beautiful luxury guest house with seven bedrooms on 16 acres, right near the restaurant, just five miles away. Uh, if you're looking for a wedding, uh, smaller parties are just the family getaway friends. Uh, we are 90 miles north of New York city in the beautiful Hudson Valley as well. All right. So if you have listened to me at all over the last, I don't know, 12 years, longer than that, uh, if you've been following me at all, you know that I am anti-farmed salmon, open pen farmed salmon, that I'm anti-farmed salmon. And that in 2005 or six, I put out a press release that I vow to never serve open pen farmed salmon at my restaurant. And it is 2021. And I am still holding to that vow, folks. I uh, do not want to serve what I feel is a toxic, inferior food. I've interviewed Alexandra Morton many times and other marine biologists and frontline activists. There are very a lot of frontline activists out there, uh, most of the people who live in these communities where the salmon farms exist. So um, the real way to find out if a salmon farm is sustainable is to really just go to talk to the people who live in those areas, and they will tell you horror stories of salmon, it doesn't matter what salmon farm it is, the most sustainable salmon farms out there that they claim to be, organic salmon farms, they are all, all of them are um, doing, uh, they're trying to do the wrong thing, the wrong thing the right way. And it's hard to do that. Um, like, there's really no great way to walk across broken glass um, barefoot. But if you alter the glass size and this and that, um, you might get cut less. Um, if you have a technique, you might get cut less. But really, is there a right way to walk on broken glass? Same thing with salmon farms. Is there a right way to do a wrong thing? There's a lot of issue with salmon farms. Um, one of the biggest problems, the salmon, one of the biggest problems that are facing um, us consumers is that the salmon farms are being covered up. Uh, they're being misrepresented to us, uh, mismarketing, things like that. So, for example, we're always taught as chefs that, hey, if we buy farmed salmon, we're saving wild salmon. And that's sort of been the mantra forever uh, that every chef thinks, well, I'm buying farmed so the wild can regenerate their population. Wrong. And here we're going to jump into very current news, May, uh, May 26, 2021, brand new, right off the press. Now, this is not current news. Uh, For me and for the activists or the people that are educated, this is current published news from a peer-reviewed study that is just justifying what the experts have thought for the last thirty years, and um, now it's being proven without a doubt. But however, it is being denied by the salmon farming industry, by the seafood ministries in Canada, because that's their job is to um, to cover up and to keep promoting their toxic product. So. Just to put a preference in here, uh, back in 1999, I was nominated for the... Uh, organic standards board here in the united states um i was 29 years old i had a lot of great accolades as a young chef in colorado james beard rising chef i was a, uh nominated for that uh, i had a lot of press press attention in colorado uh james beard we went to the james beard foundation and cooked colorado food there uh so i actually cooked in the beard house um really had so really promising lots of accolades and i was nominated for the organic standard boards and then one day somebody said to me marcus you'll never get on that organic standards board. I go, what do you mean they go, that's for big business. You're a chef who knows too much, who cares too much. They want somebody from Purdue Chicken on there who's going to totally bastardize the organic standards so Purdue Chicken can produce organic chicken in a mass production facility and cut every corner. They want somebody from this big mass agriculture farming organization in California that can totally cut every corner as a monocrop, you know, thousands of acres of carrots and get away with spraying as much chemicals as they can on, and still call it organic and have loopholes. These are the people that get on those boards that influence the standards. And this is why You find a lot of farmers who go, I would never be certified organic because they don't believe in the certification because they know that it has been manipulated with private interest um, corporations, private interest industries. But these farmers are still farming organic. They just don't want to pay the government to tell them how to do it. They feel that they have a better way, and a lot of them do have a better way of doing it. And this is where you go to the farmer's market and find all your small farmers and ask them and say, are you no spray, low spray, integrated pest management? What are you, what are you doing on the farm um, that uh, that makes it organic? Um, and they will tell you. And, of course, you can ask questions, and there's a great um, deal of transparency when you do this. Uh, buying something based on an organic standard, USDA standard, might not be the best thing. Now, there are a lot of legitimate companies out there. They're on a larger scale, and they're buying into the organic certification because they want to sell their product in Whole Foods or a health food store. And they they are serving. They are using, indeed, organic ingredients. So that is true. However, um, there are some out there that are cutting corners. And you have to understand that, that that industry, that board, represents those big industries to make it easier for them to join the game. So they go, Marcus. You're too passionate. You're too knowledgeable. You would never let those that 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 stuff pass that they want to do to chicken. Spray it down with chlorine, but they have to because it's mass produced and but chlorine's not organic. And so I was like, oh, okay. And I was young. I was twenty nine. And you know, so I learned how this whole political realm worked and everything. And it's politics, basically. So um I uh of course, um, moved on from that and uh, said, okay, thank you for the education on that. And of course, so I'm very conscious of what we buy. And I understand that every organic product that we buy is, is there's different levels of organic. Like you look at levels of milk. When you walk in to buy um, Horizon uh, organic milk versus Organic Valley, you'll see a big price difference. Well, there's a, there's a justifiable reason that there's a big price difference. Um, One is barely meeting the organic standards. One has been put on warning because they're barely meeting the organic standards. And the animals are on, the cows are on concrete slabs their whole life. The other one is coming from smaller family farms. They're on grass pastures, whatever. So there's a big difference of the quality of what's happening between the two products. So the same exact thing. And you better believe that the dairy industry was represented on that board. So they can get companies like Horizon or some of those companies to actually produce organic milk very cheaply and cut corners. So, all right, now let's talk about salmon, wild salmon. So, this is breaking news, um, not for us, not for the marine biologists and people on the front lines uh, in these communities. Uh, This is from cbc.ca, so it's a Canadian uh, website. Farmed fish, the source of virus spread among wild salmon, British Columbia suggests... But industry group disagrees, saying piscine urethrovirus was in B.C. waters before salmon farms. Okay, so there they are, the industry group trying to discredit this. Evidence shows a debilitating virus found in British Columbia salmon was transferred by Atlantic fish farms, which then spread from Pacific aquaculture operations into wild fish, says a published studied, uh, pub- study published last last Wednesday. So, I mean, this is like literally like a day old. Um, the researchers used genome sequencing to trace the Piscine erythrovirus, erythrovi- let's call it PRV or PRV, that they say was first introduced into BC waters from Norway about 30 years ago at the start of open pen aquaculture in the province. The study, published in the peer-reviewed Journal of Science Advances, says the evidence now suggests the virus is continuously spread between farmed and wild Pacific salmon and they mig- as they migrate past the farms. PRV, which devastated salmon farms in Norway, is a disease linked to heart and skeletal muscle inflammation in farmed salmon and kidney and liver damage in wild British Columbia salmon. The research was conducted by experts from the University of British Columbia and the Strategic Salmon Health Initiative, a partnership of Fisheries and Oceans Canada, Genome BC, and the Pacific Salmon Foundation. All right, so Alexandra Morton, Morton who's been on our show before, Alexandra moved to British Columbia to watch the orca whales. She's a marine biologist. Um, Late 80s, they start throwing up salmon farms into the water. And she throws her hands up and says, stop, this is madness, this is crazy. You cannot put salmon farms in the direct migratory path of wild salmon. It will kill them off. You cannot do it. You can't. Nobody listened to her. She's been investigating because now the orca whales have been disappearing from that area because orca whales have no more wild salmon to eat. Um, so, she's been investigating this uh, undercover, um, very very vocal about this, about these salmon farms that are occupying British Columbia. And she has linked, she's found this PRV virus. She's found, found the PRV. She's actually gone to the grocery store, picked up salmon, farmed from British Columbia, gotten it sent out to a lab, gotten it tested, and it comes back positive for the piscine virus. Now, when she th- submits her work to the seafood ministries, which is just a Canadian, um, uh, governmental agency, just like our CDC, our world, uh, CDC or, or, uh, USDA, um, she pres- presents us to them and they deny it. They deny it, deny it, deny it and say, this does not exist here. This does not exist. This does not exist. That's what she's constantly told. This does not exist here because if they admit that it exists here, then there's problems and the problems are devastated in Norway, devastated the, the wild salmon there as well. Um, then they realize they're going to have to backtrack and now maybe not be able to farm there. They basically came in and bought the Canadian government and these Norwegian companies because they could, because they had money, and Canada sold out. And any of these people that live in these communities will tell you these salmon farms are atrocious. They're terrible. Um, They get all this money from the government, and yet they can't get a librarian in the local library in these small communities in Canada. But yet... um, These salmon farms get tons of government assistance. Um, Die-off is is, uh, mortality rates. High mortality rates are common in salmon farms, salmon industry. Almost 2 out of 10 fish die because they're living in toxic, they're living in a toxic um, goldfish bowl. Like, you take goldfish and you put them in a bowl and the water gets dirty and murky and the fish start dying and start swimming sideways. Um, You're like, wow, I mean, that fish is a goner, right? Um, Would you think, like, well, the other fish in there might be sick too? They just haven't shown signs of it yet. And this is what's happening. These fish are being thrown into these open pens in the ocean. um, And the salmon, there's 2 out of 10 salmon, industry average across the board. 2 out of 10 salmon are dying because they're sick. So something in that water is making them sick. Something's making them sick that they're spreading back and forth. All this goes out into, spews out into the ocean, into the bays, into the migratory path. So Alexandra Morton was like, you can't do this. You've got to stop the madness. Um, But the Canadian government is on the big um, aquaculture sides so there's some really big companies out there and they've actually followed me on Twitter every time I would tweet years ago about this stuff um, they would try to disprove me and um, do their paid for science because that's your job they have to go out and spread their propaganda they have to go out and convince chefs you the consumer and they have to keep the lie up with um, with the federal agencies so they've done a great job in Canada doing that so and alexandra told me a couple of years ago she was Marcus, there's just no salmon left here cuz these this virus and all the lice and everything else just spews out into into the waters um, and from there kills off the wild salmon she was there's bears that run around british columbia you can look this up i've seen articles Bra- bears run around in the fall time in british columbia um, starving to death cuz they've not eaten enough for the winter and they know they know they never was going to happen they're not going to survive there's no salmon on the salmon runs in British Columbia to the bears to eat. Now, just north of British Columbia in Alaska, guess what's happening there? Record catches of wild salmon. The pop, salmon population is thriving, and that is because there's no salmon farms. There's no salmon farms at all, much less plus in the press, put in the migratory path of the F- f- wild salmon so there's no farm salmon. record catches in fact one of my previous episodes was talking about another record catch predicted for this year and like the, like not even just like by a, a small amount versus the year before like a large amount the fish are thriving up there um there are some years that are you know they're worried but most years the upper trend is hey alaskan salmon very sustainable catches going up highly monitored quota so why it's just south of alaska and british Columbia are they? Are they in a totally different situation? Now, as a chef back in the late 90s, early 2000s, I could look at a list from a seafood distributor and it would say, wild Alaskan kings, wild British Columbia kings, and be a price for British Columbia salmon. Folks, there is no price list anymore for wild British Columbia salmon. Um, It's one of those things that does not really exist out there. It's out there, but it doesn't really exist. Um, And it's not common. Uh, The fish are rarer and rarer. Uh, so, for all the so-called jobs that they created with the salmon farms, they've actually devastated an industry, and there's a loss of jobs. All the First Nations, the native people up there, the First Nations have all the water rights, and they're trying to really get these salmon farms out of there. Washington State, two years ago, was able to say, okay, enough's enough of open pen aquaculture, of the fin fish in these open pens, enough of this. Uh, they had a big escape. Uh, In one of the farms and hundreds of thousands of fish swam into the ocean bay there and they will not reproduce because they can't. They will keep spreading disease. They will compete for the same food that the wild fish are. And um, and that's it. It's just it's 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 a bad situation. So Washington State says, okay, once your lease is up, you're gone. No more. No more new leases and no more renewing leases. So that was a big win for the state of Washington. I think they can see what's happening in Alaska, but British Columbia can't because they're they are so far up with the seafood ministries and the the companies, the uh, aquaculture industry companies, these big companies from Norway that they just have to keep fighting tooth and nail to deny this. Um, Alexandra Morton knew this. Everybody else knew that this this was in that this has been in in Canada for two three decades. They've known this. And Canada's always denied and saying, no, 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 the seafood ministry is denying Now, this article is saying, well, it was there before the farmed salmon got there. So how can you go from denying that it ever existed to now saying, well, gee, it was there before the farmed salmon ever ever, ever introduced to the area? So they're saying both things right now, uh, the Canadian uh, government, uh, the seafood ministries. So but of course, you know. Um, that's their job is to protect uh, the special interest groups that make them up. So a lot of these fish farms, including um, one of them there in, I forgot the name of it, but on their website it says for every fish you eat, farmed fish you eat, you save a wild fish. For every farmed fish you eat, you're decimating the wild population, decimating it. For every farm in this place, they're decimating the wild population. It is so untrue, and they all know this. They all 100% know this, but they have to go in with these great trademarks and taglines and and, and marketing plans um, that, you know, Lock Duhart, the most sustainable salmon. No, it's not. Look go on, go on YouTube and look at videos of the locals there, and you'll see Locke Duhart having tons of mortalities. Just They take out tons and tons of dead fish, uh, morts and put it into the, in the mortality bins and then haul it off. It's so on YouTube. You can see all this stuff. The locals know the real deal with these salmon farms. That's 100% the truth. The locals know the real deal. And they wake up in the summertime and the whole bay is has a stench on it and it smells and the and and the rocks are covered with this greasy fatty substance because there's all this salmon die off where the fish just sit dead in the pens and all that stuff goes in the bay and the rocks are covered with this you talk to them this is not something the salmon farms are actually going to show you this is something um, that they can't show you because you wouldn't eat the product. If they showed you, if they if they, if they stuck the camera underneath and it looked like a goldfish bowl all murky and fish swimming sideways and deformed fish, you would never eat the product again. But they don't show you that. They show you the top of the water where everything's a totally different situation. Faroe Islands, salmon raised in the wild, right? Raised in the wild. Why use the term wild? It's a farmed fish. It's farmed fish from Faroe Islands. It's farmed fish from here. It's farmed this. Why why why? Because they know and they trick chefs. I was at a restaurant last week in Martha's Vineyard. Very nice restaurant. And it said wild salmon. Wild salmon. And I said to the waitress, said, Where's your wild salmon from? And what's wild salmon season? But every other restaurant we were at on the island had Faroe salmon. Farmed Faro salmon. I said, Where's your salmon from? And she was like, Um, it's far, uh wild raised, sort of farmed, wild raised from the Faroe Islands. I go, that's not Wild salmon, and she was like, Um, well, it's, it's raised in the wild, so it's like wild. The chef says, The chef says, I'm like, It's honey, it's not farmed. Tell the chef, you needs to change the menu. It's not farmed. It's, I mean, it's not wild, it's farmed. So, I politely called the restaurant on Monday when we got back home and said, Hey, I need to speak to the manager. I was like, Hey, listen, I was there. Food was great, we had a great time. The salmon, I feel you're mislabeling, um, salmon. The salmon, I said, I just want to make sure it's Faroe Island salmon. Let me check with the chef. That's fair. I said, well, your menu says wild. It's farm raised. Let me check with the chef. He's like, um, you you could tell, like, he just didn't want to deal with it. I'm like, he was like, didn't sort of believe him. Like that's farmed salmon. It's farmed salmon. Like I, and I said, I just hope you can change your menu and not mislead people anymore. I almost ordered it because it was said wild and, and I don't eat farmed salmon. So please consider changing your menu. Stop misleading people. This and that. it was a very nice conversation. Um, I'm going to call them back in two weeks, and it won't be a nice conversation if they haven't changed their menu. So hopefully they're getting real wild salmon in, um, so they don't know um, that I'm a real chef on a mission, and I will um, I will call them out on it um, if need be, because I feel that it's totally wrong to mislead your guests. It's considered food fraud. There are penalties for this in certain areas in certain states. There are stiff penalties, up to $10,000 fines, $5,000 fines. Um, but they're they're misleading consumers who are trusting them, and and it's not like there's it's it's apples to apples we're comparing here. Farm salmon and wild salmon are two totally different things, totally totally nutritional wise, um, health wise, environmentally. I mean, two totally different things. You cannot mislead somebody on something like that. It's just not fair. It's not right. And it's unethical. Now they know the power's in their hands. The information is in their hands. It's totally in their hands. I will um, message them back and figure out if they've actually uh, changed it and what's going on. So... Um, so wild salmon, wild salmon is in season, uh, from the spring until the fall. You can always buy it year round frozen, which is what I suggest going to a health food store and go in the frozen section and look for a really high quality brand of frozen wild salmon. Fresher than fresh. They freeze it on the shore or on the boat when it's caught and no time to rigor mortis and no time for, uh, bacterial growth microbes. So it's actually fresher than fresh and most sushi, salmon is previously frozen. Um, It makes it safer Uh, by law. It kills things off, but by law, it makes it safer. Some states require it. So if you don't think you've ever eaten frozen fish before, if you've eaten sushi, you've probably eaten frozen fish. So there you go. All right. Um, Thank you everybody for tuning in. I appreciate you listening in. This is episode number 63, breaking news on British Columbia salmon. And of course, all this is made possible by Aroma Time Bistro, A R O M A Aroma Time T H Y M E Bistro B-I-S-T-R-O.com, Aromatime Aroma Time Bistro located 90 miles north of New York City. The longest we are the longest running Green Certified restaurant in New York State since 2008. I believe we were Green Certified, longest running, and the very first one in Upstate New York. Uh, full service restaurant. Also check out VIP Winery Vacations, travel with a chef, travel with myself and my wife. It will take you to our friends' vineyards all throughout Italy, Spain, um, primarily Italy, and even here in New York, in the Finger Lakes and Long Island. And check out a new car service, your car, our driver, here in the Hudson Valley. It is a great price, big savings versus a standard limo. And of course, if you're looking to get away here in the Hudson Valley, Time Estate, T-H-Y-M-E Estate, timeestate.com. That's a luxurious guest house here in the hudson valley seven bedrooms 16 acres um pool indoor in ground pool um, a lot of really great things in this property 16 person theater big big screen um you name it this house uh we've thought about it and it is an amazing property so thank you everybody for tuning in i really appreciate it and until the next episode um eat well